Welcome to The Drum Shuffle, a podcast offering insights, perspectives, and conversations for drummers. I'm your host, Jamie Eads. How's it going out there, everybody? Welcome to the Drum Shuffle Podcast. Jamie Eads joining you as I do each and every week. This is episode 149. I hope everybody is having a fantastic week out there in Drumland. We're having a good week over here, as always. Excited for the start of fall this week. Uh, college football is back, so my Saturday afternoons are... Uh, neurotic at best as a Notre Dame fan, but uh, really enjoying this time of year. And I hope you guys are all having the same experience as me. We've got a great episode for you today. I'm going to be joined by one of my heroes, and I'm glad to say a personal friend of mine about a Cosmos Vault release. I'm going to be joined by the great Doug Cosmo Clifford right after this message from our sponsor, Los Cabos Drumsticks. The best kept secret for drummers is finally out. Los Cabos Drumsticks may look like the sticks you grew up with, but these are not your father's drumsticks. Los Cabos Drumsticks is Canada's number one drumstick brand and they are coming to a retailer near you. With operations in over 28 countries worldwide, thousands of drummers have already discovered the Los Cabos difference. Using FSC certified wood from Canada and the U.S., Los Cabos make the finest quality drumsticks, percussion tools, and accessories on the market. The best news, Los Cabos Drumsticks offers you a ton of choice. They have 22 individual drumstick models and 14 percussion tools, many of which are available in three different wood types, maple, white hickory, and red hickory. Red hickory comes from the center or heart of the hickory tree and has been independently proven to be both stronger and more elastic than white hickory without adding a lot of weight. While most drumstick manufacturers have shunned red hickory, Los Cabos Drumsticks has embraced it, becoming the only established stick brand in the world to offer a full line of red hickory drumsticks. To learn more about Los Cabos Drumsticks, visit them online at loscabosdrumsticks.com Follow them on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, and don't forget to ask for Lost Cabos Drumsticks at your favorite retailer. Dare to be different. Join the Red Hickory Revolution with Lost Cabos Drumsticks. All right, guys and girls, as mentioned, I'm going to be joined by our good friend Doug Cosmo Clifford, uh, of course, from Credence Clearwater Revival fame, uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame member here in just a moment. Uh, but I want to set this up. Of course, you guys know if you've been listening uh, from the the genesis of this podcast, we've had Doug on uh, three or four times in the past, and we always have a great time talking to one another. Um, and, and it just means the world to me that uh, you know Doug and I have stayed in touch. You know, not in an interview setting, which is really cool for me because uh, he's just such a uh, an influence on my own playing and, you know, CCR is, is one of those bands that, you know, just defies time and logic, just a, a all time great band from the United States. But Doug in his post CCR days, um, you know, had a lot of projects and he has been releasing them periodically as Cosmos vault recordings. Um, you know, now I don't know if it's actually a vault or if he's got a safe deposit box or what, but one of the releases that he found, um, was an album that he recorded with the, the great Donald Duck Dunn from Stax Records fame and Bobby Whitlock from Derek and the Dominoes fame. And this album was recorded in 1978. It has not seen the light of day until now. And yes, I am a fan of Doug Clifford. But let me just tell you, when I got my hands on this and listened to it, I was absolutely floored at how good it is. The songs are great. 
Uh, the playing is great. It is just a fantastic record that I hope everybody will get their hands on. It is out now. I want to say the street date on this was September the 9th. Uh, so a couple of weeks ago, if you have not heard this yet, do not pass go, do not collect $200, go pick up this record. It is called uh, California Gold. Again, Doug Cosmo Clifford featuring Bobby Whitlock. Fantastic record. And we had a really good time talking about it. So please help me welcome back to the drum shuffle, Doug Cosmo Clifford. Hey, good morning, Doug. How are you, sir? About as good as you get. <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, you know, it's been um, right at a year since we last talked. Um, so I'll start with saying, you know, how's everything going? I know that you've had some, uh, you know, some health issues and, and different things going on in your life. But has the last year treated you pretty well? I would have to say I'm vertical, so uh, I, I must be doing something right. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. That's the attitude we like to hear from you, Cosmo. <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, that's 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 all I got right. <laughs> is my attitude. <laughs> well, you know, the the last time we talked, um, we were talking about you know the the great record, the the Clifford Wright record that had come out of. Um, you know, as we call it, Cosmos Vault. And you told me at that time, you said, hey, you know, I've got some other stuff up my sleeve. You know, I, I think uh, it's a matter. There's a whole process that goes th that those things have to go through to clean them up and, and all that stuff. But, you know, as we talk today, um, you just put out another find from Cosmos Vault uh, called California Gold uh, with the the great Bobby Whitlock on vocals, um, and I got to tell you, man, this record is smoking. It is fantastic. So congratulations. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah, we uh, had a, we were trying to get a band together. I, uh, I was uh, talking to Duck Dunn back back in the day. Bless his heart. I miss him dearly, but. Uh, uh, anyway, uh, I said, I'm looking for a singer. You got anybody that you can think of? He says, yeah, Bobby Whitlock. I said, oh, he's Derek and the Dominoes. So um, Bobby came up to Southern Cal or Northern California where I was living and with his wife and young child. His wife was pregnant and they were broke. And so we uh, you know, had him, brought him in and got to know each other and next thing you know we're, we're, we're writing songs and, and they're, they're coming out pretty, pretty fast and furious that's the way I like to write don't waste any time you, you, you might miss a, you know, a line or something that you don't want to forget because it could be a really you know, a better song with that in it so anyway we started writing and then all of a sudden we had a handful of songs I said you know we better we better record these or we'll forget them. And look at what happens. You know, you get twenty years in Cosmos Vault or forty years, and uh, that's a that's a life sentence for a song. So uh, we that's what we did. We started uh, uh, the recording process, and and uh, and then Duck uh, had to bow out and. Uh, because he got an offer with John Belushi and uh, and, uh, and and Ackroyd to be a blues brother, and you know that's a huge career jump. You know, he, and, and he was a star, and, and like a leprechaun, and Doug was a leprechaun who can play bass, and, you know, <laughs> like a, like a mother, and uh, so. Uh, it, it sort of it just faded away, and that's when it went into Cosmos Vault, and then, you know the rest. We've we've mentioned it already. So uh, music is, a, is, a, is a, an amazing thing, you know. You, somebody came in, and uh, I never uh, just met him, you know, and all of a sudden we're writing songs and. And uh, have, have uh, something that the day before it wasn't it wasn't there. 
it's kind of it's not an invention it's it's a it's a, it's a creation so it's uh, it's a, there's a lot of magic in and and, and and you know if the songs are are uh, amenable to the people that are going to be playing the those songs in a studio environment uh then uh, you know you're you're hitting a home run so i uh, uh i had the the uh, rough mixes in in the vault and uh, took them took them out and did the the the, uh, the the things that were necessary and now I'm, you know I've had it same with that the others uh, the Clifford Wright project that I, I had just the, the two track two track master uh, master at the time it wasn't uh, completed in, in that vein. And then we we uh, had other electronic gizmos. Russell the Shield uh, is, is very wise in those uh, those areas. Uh, I described what I wanted, and, and a couple of days later there it would be, and uh, then that uh, opened another door. Well, if you can do that to this, can you, what about doing this to that? And so uh, okay, we'll, we'll do that. So we did all the things that we needed to to get it ready, and then I sent it out to, to have it mastered. And uh, what you uh, what you hear is what we got. So uh, I, uh, I really do like producing records. Uh, it's, a, some, it's, it's a part of the the, uh, the art form that is. Uh, you know, there, there aren't uh, that many producers out there that can uh, you know, do the, the things that, that we were doing with being limited to uh, dealing with uh, two tracks. And uh, but uh, you know, you, you practice and you pay attention. You you learn something. Yeah, and put it to, to good. Put it to good use. Yeah, for sure. Well, and just to. You know, just to clarify, um, so you, you, there's a lot to unpack there because, you know, you said Donald Duck Dunn had to kind of bow out, you know, during these recording sessions because he was going off to film, you know, Blues Brothers with, with Belushi and Aykroyd. So that puts this right about, what, 78, 79 that these songs were written? Okay. 78, yes. And it's my understanding that most of the recording was done at Cosmos Factory, correct? Well, uh, most of the rehearsal was done there. Uh, we did some recording there, but uh, you know, the, that, that facility uh, was uh, was a remote vehicle uh, that we, Stu and I, Cook and I had, and uh, we used to rent that truck out for capital. And then we would take that capital and invest it in the acts that we were wanted to, uh, you know, produce. And uh, so the, that was getting kind of kind of old, and and uh, that's why I wanted to get back into a, a band situation where you have a band with X amount of people, and, and the people you have are good. Uh, David Vega from Graham Central Station uh, was one of the guitar players, uh, and uh, Tom Tom Miller took uh, Duck's place. Pretty pretty tall order, but the good news is that Duck was his idol, so he he got a, a chance to meet him and and uh, you know talk with him and and then play play his part. So. It, it, there were there were some rays of of, of light there, but uh, the the vault said no, you, this isn't quite quite the time and the place. But uh, I'll know when when it when it is, and I'll let you know. I said, geez, thanks. Uh, the vault's talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, yeah, I mean. I, it, what I find amazing, and, and I don't know, and, and you may or may not remember, but, you know, I mean, we're talking 44 years ago, but was this project, um, how do I want to say this? Did you guys shop this to the record labels at that time, or or did it immediately just kind of go into the vault when it was finished? Uh, because I, I, I don't remember... 
you and Bobby ever having a a touring band uh, per se? No, we, no, we did, we we played a few gigs, but we didn't tour. Once you know things looked like they were uh, you know not going to be as as planned uh, personal personnel wise. Uh, that's when I got the, the multi tracks out and mixed down the you know what you hear there. Uh, on 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 the on the, uh, uh, the recording of the, of the sessions, and there were sessions in, in oh, quite a we did at the church in in the Marin County. We did uh, Fantasy Records. Uh, they had some nice studios, a couple other studios around the Bay Area. So there, there was a lot involved in it. Different different recording sessions with different songs. So on and so forth. We wanted to get all the information uh, and, and have it safely tucked away in the vault uh, for 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 another day. And now it's it's it's, it's 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 time. And this is really good rock and roll. I mean, uh, I, I listen to it, and, and as as a as a person uh, who is listening to it, and not 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 the guy that co-wrote the songs and produced the music and played drums on it. It's not like that. It's like I'm, you know, checking out this band, and and I'm saying they're pretty good, you know. Uh, and uh, it's one of those things, you know. You're 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 away from it for uh, all these years, so it's it's all all new. And in terms of that, there's no no dings on on the fenders uh, because it hasn't been out on the street, so. Right, uh, right. Now it now it is, and, and now I want to share it with with the world because the world needs needs more rock and roll and, and things that make your heart beat for the right reasons, not because of, of fear or what's going on in, in the world. This is a relief. It's medicine. Music is medicine for me, and uh, it, it's, a, it's a great one. And uh, you know, with uh, all the, the technology, you can always have a, a listening device on your body, uh, and that, that, that's pretty cool. Yeah, well, and amen to what you said. Music is medicine, and you know the thing that that really struck me. Um, you know, when I gave it the the first listen, first of all, you know. For, for people that don't know, Bobby Whitlock, the guy that, that sang on this record, um, you know, was in Derek and the Dominoes with Clapton. He's the guy that, that sang Layla and Bell Bottom Blues and, you know, and, and all yeah. that stuff. So, but the, the thing that struck me the most was just how powerful his voice is. You know, I, everybody knows those recordings with Derek and the Dominoes and, and those things. But this is a, um, how do I want to phrase it? It's a good time record, right? It's, it it is, this is a a record that you can put on at a party today and everybody's going to be wiggling their butts, right? I mean, that's what this is. That's right. It's, it's just such a good sounding record and, it's um it's so timeless i mean it it i mean you can hear that it was recorded years ago um just because the technology has changed and our ears have changed as technology has advanced but beyond that this could be a record that was that was released yesterday by you guys and and that's what's so amazing to me what do you remember about the recording sessions? I mean, can you go back when you listen to it? Can you go back and go, Oh yeah, I remember laying this down in the studio 44 years ago. Well, I, I do. And that, and, uh, uh, one of the things you, you mentioned about how powerful Bobby's voice was, I'll, I'll take a little credit for that. Uh, but uh, when we started working, and then you know he was singing, and, and uh, he wasn't uh, singing powerfully, uh, and I, I, I said, "You got to quit smoking cigarettes, man. You got to quit 
smoking cigarettes. And so uh, I got him to quit smoking cigarettes. And once, you know, it was like a couple of weeks after uh, he had quit, I said, okay, phase two of this, you're going to start running every day. Because <laughs> I, I, that was my my routine. I always worked out. And I, I knew that uh, you know, this, this was going to be the biggest favor I could do for him as a vocalist. And sure as uh, heck, you know, you... Uh, you, 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 you said it. He's just saying, when you open those kind of doors for, for a guy, um, you know, all of a sudden he's got, got command of this, this thing that he had, 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 you know, abused for years. It's refreshing for him. Wow, I can hit these notes. And then that, 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 that inspires them to, to get down and boogie the way he does on, the, on, on this uh, this record, and he, he does just a masterful job. Also, I want to you know give him, him credit for his uh, Hammond B3 uh, work. He's a terrific uh, 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 organ player. The Hammond B3 being the, the organ of choice. You hear it all over this this record, and it's an instrument that I've always loved. Uh, and Steve Winwood and guys like that, you know, and Booker T. Uh, so you know that that that, that wonderful sound uh, with the little vibrato that whirls around. Uh, yeah, that's that's some pretty good good rocking right there. Yeah, for sure. And I, you know, I mean, I, I think there's, there's little substitute for a Hammond and a Leslie, right. On a record. I mean, it just, That's right. it fills everything out and just sounds so good. Now, I, speaking of giving credit where credit is due, you know, I, I've told you this, you know, you're, you're one of my lifelong heroes. Um, I, and <laughs> we, we've, we've had this conversation, not, in, in, on the podcast, but, you know, in, in some of our conversations kind of off to the side, you know that you're a huge influence on my own drumming. And I, I just love all the stuff from CCR. That whole catalog just means the world to me. But I was really surprised at your drumming on this record. It was, um, I, I'm not going to say the word busy, but there's a lot more in there than what folks would normally associate you with in CCR. Um, exactly. Bingo. You hit the nail right on the head. Yeah. You had some just absolutely ferocious drum tracks on this record um, that, you know, I couldn't help but think gosh, if they did just turn Cosmo loose in the studio, <laughs> you know, <laughs> 10 years before, those CCR songs would be a lot different, right? Well, they, they would be. And, uh, but what I, what I did then fit what we were doing then. And what I did on, on this record was, uh, you know, I'm, uh, when you're uh, writing the material, uh, that makes you approach things differently. And then also, you know, we, 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 we stretched out more than we did in Credence. And, uh, so a, a lot of what you're talking about is my, my right foot and the bass guitar. Uh, and, and, uh, that was a lot of fun playing uh, all those those parts, and for, for me, I, you know, less is best, and all of that. Well, sometimes it's, it, it isn't the best, and uh, and this band uh, actually set the stage for for that kind of that kind of playing, and uh, I really I really enjoyed doing it. You know, it's something I don't it didn't get to do often, but I was doing it in that band and. Uh, Yeah, well, you know, I just, um, you know, I I don't want to use the word surprised because, I mean, everybody knows you're a phenomenal drummer, but it was it was different. And it had some of that. uh, And and I don't know, maybe, you know, 
Duck Dunn brings it out in drummers. You know, you mentioned the the right foot and the bass guitar, but it had uh, some of that Al Jackson Jr. feel to it. And I, I, I just felt like these songs have just tons and tons of soul to them as well. It's a rock record. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, Bobby's voice lends itself to that very soulful, um, you know, bluesy kind of vocals. And, you know, there's a lot of movement in the songs. Maybe that's how I should say it. There's there's a, yeah, the, the, a lot of movement and it's it. and it's great. Yeah, it is great. And, and you know, uh, Bobby was the first uh, uh, white uh, artist signed by Stax. So he's coming out of the Stax uh, arena. Uh, that's that's R and B uh, for sure. And you know his his influences uh, were uh, shining uh, on on his vocals. Yeah, it was. You know, we we were we were hungry and <laughs> ready to, ready to go, and uh, uh, we wanted to represent what we did. You know, as it on, on a demo to try and get a deal. I don't know why that didn't happen, except for the fact that maybe the guys had to had to go uh, a different direction. Uh, you know, and, and and it just wasn't to be. You know, not 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 everything works. Uh, when, even when you have have a a, a, a jewel uh, or gold, in in my, in my case. Uh, California gold. I'll, I'll be real happy to get some California platinum. And we, but it, it, I, the key to that is is getting airplay. And uh, you know, I've been doing a lot of a lot of these podcasts. Not only not for just for this project, but for the the uh, uh, documentary on Credence. It's going to be played tomorrow on Netflix. Uh, if, if you uh, didn't know about that one, that's a that's, that's a, a great one to, to see. It's 90 minutes. It has the entire show uh, at the Royal Albert Hall. We're playing in the Beatles' house, and then I think three tracks from Woodstock and three tracks from Open Coliseum, which was our our our, our backyard. So yeah, and then there's a. Uh, there's uh, interviews and and uh, stuff that w I sort of uh, uh, put in, into use. I, I, I like to goof off, as most drummers do on their time off. And I, we were uh, having dinner, uh, label, uh, you know, we were meeting all the people that were selling our records overseas and it was different different companies and so I said another another boring dinner so I found some bicycles uh, silly bicycles like kids bikes and uh, commandeered them uh, and drove through the, the lobby of the hotel into, into our <laughs> dinner on these bikes and silly things like that you know it, it's uh, those were the happier days uh, with Credence. We were trying to be number one in the world. We were number two. And by the time we finished that tour, we were number one because Paul McCartney said, see ya. Yeah. And so uh, it was uh, quite, a, quite an experience. First time uh, uh, overseas, first time seeing all the great art and architecture and all the things that uh, you see in, in Europe and and then also going into the Beatles' house and knowing that you you kicked ass and uh, we're recapturing American rock and roll. The Brits saved it. They're the ones that saved rock and roll, and uh, and uh, we we came in and, and took it back. Yeah, well, and that you did, and you know we've we've had this conversation before. You know, just just the fact just the sheer output that you guys had in such a short amount of time with Credence is, I mean, I, I don't know that it'll ever be replicated by anyone ever again. Um, it, it's just, it, that's just amazing to me. 
Um, I, I just wonder, you know, just thinking out loud here, I, I wonder how would things have been different, I, I guess is the question, had a project like the California Gold Band you know, gotten a record deal and went out on tour and, and all those things. And I know that we can't look backwards, you know, but do you have any regrets about anything? I, I'm guessing the answer is no, but, you know, the, the floor is yours. Yeah, well, you know, uh, when somebody asks somebody that question, of course they have regrets, uh, but... Uh, um, you, you don't talk about them uh, uh, because it's, it's 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 time gone by. I mean, uh, I think it would have been a terrific band. I think we were with with the, the people we had and and the, and the writing uh, thing that uh, Bobby and I had, uh, we we were it was certainly not short on material. So uh, a band that has that going for it. Uh, and, and the players that were uh, we had surrounding the project, especially Duck, uh, you know, uh, good records would would be made. I will tell you that. Yeah. Well, and you know, I I guess it for people that that would ask the question. I mean, I know the answer to this, but a lot of people would say, why has this record? set in Cosmos Vault for 44 years. You know, why didn't they just put it out? Not thinking uh, about the mechanics that were in place in 1978. You you just couldn't put out a record by yourself back then. You you had to have distribution from a a major label. You, You had to have a team in the advertising department at that label to get it out to the radio stations. And for better, for worse, you had to have people that were willing to, you know, grease the skids at the radio stations a little bit to help your, your stuff get on the air. Um, that was just the era that we lived in back then. And you couldn't just put a record out by yourself. So, you no. know, it, Explain that a little bit, if if you don't mind. Well, you know, back then, the way things worked is uh, you would do, cut some demos, and we did that, and then you would play gigs, and you would find find the companies that you liked that you wanted to. to uh, that you were interested in making a deal with, and then you give them the the, the, the tape to see if they want to do business with you. And if they do, then the next thing that, that you do is you go to one one of your gigs and you invite the A and R man from that label uh, to come and watch you play a show. And uh, so, so that's the, you know that's that's how it was done. So the, that the recording was part of the the one of the the, the cogs in the wheel to get get a deal. And uh, it, it, if it didn't work, it didn't get past the you know the go button. Uh, then it, it its its purpose uh, was was not to be so when there's something that you have that has uh, some merit to it into unto itself but it's, it's not the wrench that you're reaching for uh, to, to put the wheels on on, on the on the car so to speak then you, you put it in the vault and eventually that, that it'll it'll have its own time it's not something I, I would even think about you know that's uh, I went on to the next which was you know uh, the Clifford Wright project same thing she wouldn't go out and play uh, gigs and, and he said I've already done that and I'm like what and so off to the vault you go <laughs> so, then after that I did a solo album just well, maybe I can get a deal as a, as a, as a producer, 
and uh, and, and be the artist just because uh, I, I didn't I didn't want to go beating the bushes for go through that whole process with a bunch of guys if I did it myself uh, with the help of Russell DeShiel and Chris Solberg uh, then that, that was the plan well the plan didn't work put it in the vault yeah well and you know you mentioned your solo album you so graciously sent me a copy of that uh, long before it came out of the vault and it's one of my most prized possessions I love that record it's it's just such a great record um, you know, I just, I, it, it begs the question and I know you've got legions of fans out there and they're all saying they're screaming at me right now. Ask the question, <laughs> what else is in the vault? Is there, is there other stuff that you haven't even unearthed yet? Uh, are there other projects that you can remember playing on that we may hear oh, yeah. someday? Yeah. And uh, what I've got in the vault is solo stuff of mine. So uh, uh, I, I, there might be. Uh, uh, I had uh, uh, Russell, and, and I did three songs with uh, 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 Thomas. Uh, Jesus, I'm having a brain for it. Uh, Mickey Thomas. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, we have, we, have, we have that, and that, there's three songs, and two of them, are, two of the three, are really good. And uh, we, we've thought about, you know, maybe trying to get an ad behind it because a couple of the songs, uh, you, you know, a car company could could use by virtue of the subject matter that songs about. So. There, there are maybe a couple of little things like that, but that's a you know there's a guy that you know, he, he's got his his gig with the with the Starship and and uh, I haven't seen him in a while, uh, but uh, the, there, there's potential there. Some, maybe something he would want to do, and we could uh, sell a song. So who knows? It's all it's all what's in there is in there and. And uh, all the the, uh, the things that are in there are seeing the door open, and, and their 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 pals are jumping <laughs> jumping out into the uh, out of the airplane, pulling that ripcord. I gotcha. Now that doesn't mean we were getting ripped. <laughs> You're right. Well, so you know, and I'm curious, you know, just just knowing Bobby's history, you know, he kind of literally disappeared from the music business for gosh, I, I don't know, 30 years, 35 years, and then kind of resurfaced in the late nineties, early two thousands. Have you been able to, to, to talk with Bobby through this process when you found this stuff? Oh, sure. Uh, uh, I, when I found it, I was, uh, this is, this is good. This is good enough, even even better than that. This is the, probably the best thing in the vault. So it's, it's really time to get it out there. I got and, you. Uh, so I, I called him up and, and uh, told him what I was doing, and he was he was happy about that. I'm doing uh, I'm doing the whole thing as a producer. I have my own label now. Yeah, so, Cliff Songs uh, Records, right? Yeah, Cliff Song Records, uh, and uh, and it's distributed by uh, Sony Orchards. So Bob uh, Frank, who's a, a veteran uh, distributor, and so I've got you know the parts are good. I just need one hit to you know put myself on the map and be able to put out more more songs from the vault. Uh, but right now, uh, uh, first things first, you got to take care of business follow through get it and that's how the, the vault happened to, to come along you know you have something that you, you don't want to throw away but it's not it's not something that's valid at that time so that's that's this that's the story of the vault 
Yeah. Well, I, I'm just so glad that this stuff is seeing the light of day. And, you know, I, I, I just, you know, again, I'm a fan, you know that, and, and I don't care to tell you that, but this record is 12 songs, um, you know, and like I say, it is a good time record. If you put this thing on, I guarantee you, you are going to smile from ear to ear throughout this record. It, I, I mean that sincerely. It is just a great rock record. And far and away, my favorite song on the record is uh, Rolling On. I love that song. I love That's a beauty. I love the, the, the thought process behind that song. I love the subject matter. Um, and everybody's playing on it is just impeccable. It's uh, just such a good, good song. And the whole record is great. And, you know, I, I know it just hit the streets on September 9th. Um, and I know that there were some, uh, you know, some availability to pre-order. We're, we're doing this interview, obviously, after September 9th. But, um, right. you know, we're, we're about a week <laughs> in. What has the reception been thus far? I, I know you're doing lots of interviews. Well, it's the same as, as what we're having right now. People are blown away with it. You know, and, uh, and, uh, you know, when you, when you're, uh, in a big band and you have a, a certain, uh, you know, thing that you're doing, uh, for me is playing drums with Credence Clearwater Revival. People don't know you, you uh, musically other than he's a drummer for Credence. Well, I can do a lot of other things as well, you know, and, I, I can write, I can produce, I can, uh, uh singing's out now. I, I did my singing album. <laughs> I, 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 I gave myself a, a B plus on it, on it. <laughs> so that's good enough for me. I'll, do, I'll go back to singing, not in the vault, but in the shower. <laughs> that's funny. Well, you know, I, again, you know, I think the solo record was fantastic as well. Even your, your, you know, your singing record is, is a great record. And, you know, I just, I, I think this is fantastic that this thing is finally seeing the light of day and I, I hope that it turns from California gold to California platinum. But I think these days, the only way you get a, a platinum record is if you give away a million copies. Right. I think that's the, I think that's the only way to get there these days. It's just the, the business is so different now than it was even oh, yeah. 20 years ago. It's just um, and it's almost completely foreign to me. Uh, now it's, it's all about the streaming and, and, you know, all, yeah. all of that stuff. And, and, you know, I won't debate that again, but, you know, my hope for this record for you is that people just hear it. Right. I mean, that's the biggest thing yep. is, you know, and we joked about this last time. The good news is everybody can put out an album today. The bad news is everybody can put out an album today. <laughs> I like that. You know, everything people say to me all the time, music is a lost art form. Selling albums doesn't exist anymore. There, there aren't any good albums coming out. And I tell people without fail, yes, there is good music coming out every Friday in this country you just have to search for it really hard because yeah. what you hear on the radio is not the good music that's coming out today. That That is not what that is. You have to search it out because there's just an ocean of new music every single week. And to find one little droplet of water in that ocean is a hard task. Yeah, uh, it, it is different, and uh, um, uh, there are a few things that are the same. Radio is out there, but radio itself is, is, has changed. Uh, I, I, I like being able to you know, put the, the uh, uh, radio on in, in, in my car. That's you know, that's what I normally what I what I do, or if I'm listening to a certain CD, I'll, 
I'll, I'll do that. But uh, most of the mus- listening that I do, people, uh, somebody asked me the other day in, in an interview, what do you, what do you listen to uh, nowadays? And I go, well, uh, I listen to all kinds of things. I listened to Beethoven's Fifth Piano Concerto uh, two days ago because it's, it's something that I, one of my favorite records uh, from going back to when I was uh, in high school, actually. And I used to play that a lot when things were, were you know, kind of, kind of tough. I, I, the, the divorce that the parents should have gotten five years ago, but we're staying here for the children. Well, first of all, it's not the children. It's me, and I'm a child, not a, not a children. Uh, you know. uh, so, so I listen to a lot of stuff, but, but when I when I listen, I, I'm playing with it. I I, I play. I, I have a session, had a session with James Brown. I played uh, with uh, our record, uh, California Gold. Uh, jammed with it yesterday. So I listen when I'm practicing, and uh, most of the most of the time. But, uh, you know, to sit, sit and listen to something, not something I do because I've got so much on my plate that needs, needs to be uh, cleared off before I can uh, sit in, in my lazy boy chair and, and uh, fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hear you. I mean, that, I just think that's the, the way of the world these days. I mean, there's so much stuff going on and so many things competing for our attention. It's hard to find these gems when they drop out of the sky or jump out of the vault as it were. Um, you know, but Doug, I, I just can't thank you enough. Um, you know, and I, I've told you this privately, um, our friendship means the world to me. Um, you know, and there's an old saying that you should never meet your heroes because you'll always be disappointed. Um, <laughs> and I can tell you that that is absolutely false. Um, you know, I know that it's false because uh, Al Jackson Jr. Uh, was my my hero, my mentor, and and uh, he was a, a dear, wonderful guy and a terrific friend and mentor. So. I'm, I'm with you on that one. Yeah. I mean, I just can't tell you how much it means to me that, that we've stayed in touch over the years. You know, I started this, this crazy podcast in, uh, gosh, I want to say 2018. Uh, yeah. Early 2018. And you were one of the, the first guys to come on. I think you were my 10th or 11th guest on this podcast. And, you know, the fact that we've stayed in touch has just meant the world to me. And I'm so glad that, you know, you, you came on to talk about this vault release. Um, I, you know, I'm telling everybody now, go pick up a copy of California Gold. Uh, it's Doug Clifford featuring Bobby Whitlock. I promise you this record is going to make you have the happy feels when you listen to it. There's no other way to describe it. It's so good, and and Doug, thank you so much for for taking time to do this again. Oh, the pleasure is mine. We've always had a good time, and and uh, a couple of chuckles here, and a couple of chuckles there. That's what, <laughs> yeah. and uh, drummers. You know, there is something to be said about that fraternity, and, uh, and I'm not leaving leaving women out. I, I, they, they're, they're, if they're a drummer, they're going to be in, in, a, in, a, in a fraternity uh, and doing it the way they do it. It might sound crazy, but um, you, know, you don't want to leave anybody out, especially these days, especially if, if they're deserving of it. If they're, you know, they're, they're good, they should be heard. Absolutely. I, I can't. I can't disagree with you on that at all. And, you know, I, I have said this before, you know, being a drummer, it truly is a, a fraternity, as you mentioned. And, I, you know, I make the joke all the time. If you have a plumbing problem at your house, call a drummer. If you have a problem with your car, call a drummer. 
if you, you know, need somebody to, to help you move, <laughs> like you're moving your house, call a drummer because drummers always say yes, right? If you need a hand with something and you've got a buddy that's a drummer, they will always say, sure, I'll help. I'm glad to help. I don't know what that is, but it's there. Well, uh, you're right, and, and uh, it, it's just the makeup of, you know, you're, you're, we, in, a, in, a, in a music situation, a song, uh, we're the foundation. So uh, everything starts at, with the foundation. So that, that's just our, our, our job. So when you, know, you, you ask somebody, a uh, drummer, for assistance here and there, that's what, what, we, what we do. We, you know, we, we hold up the house. So That's exactly right. Well, Doug, it's always a pleasure talking to you. Um, we're going to send some folks your way to check out this new record. And I, I wish you, as always, nothing but the best with it. Um, when you find that next vault release, make sure you let me know because we'll do this again. I like the idea. All right, man. Doug, thanks so much. I'll talk to you soon. Peace. All right, guys and girls, that's going to wrap up episode 149 of the Drum Shuffle podcast. As always, a billion thanks to Doug for taking time out of his schedule to come on the show and talk to us. I always have a great time visiting and catching up with Doug, whether he has a, a an album to promote or not. Um, he's just a living legend in the world of rock and roll. Fantastic drummer, fantastic human. Thank you, Doug, for taking time to do this. I appreciate you so much. Uh, as I say to you guys every single week, uh, you know, hit the thumbs up, the subscribe button on whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. It helps us more than you'll ever know. Uh, it's hard for me to believe that I'm coming up on five years of doing this podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in week in and week out. We cannot do it without every one of you. So thank you so much. The biggest thing you can do to help us out is share a link with a friend. Just say, hey, I think you'd enjoy this podcast. Check it out. It costs you nothing and means the world to us. I appreciate your efforts around that. We answer every single email that we get here at the Drum Shuffle Podcast. That email address is the Drum Shuffle Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, our web address is thedrumshuffle.com. And of course, you can find more information on me over at jamieeds.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really, really, really appreciate it. Uh, we'll be back next week with another great episode. So make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss anything. So until next time, may your head stay strong and your sticks never break. Cheers, everybody. <laughs>